for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, June 4th, 2013. This is episode 84 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Wednesday, Tuesday. What day is this? Tuesday? We'll do this Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday evenings. Join us. AttackoftheAndroids.com slash live. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening via the magic of Skype and Figure Meter. Well, hello and good morning. Without lag. How I are like you? That. How are you, Eric? I'm good. Good. Also joining us, back from a long hiatus, just for a minute, because he got a new toy, we're going to talk crap about it. Jeremy Lesniak, what's up, Jeremy? What's going on, buddy? It's good to be back. Good to have you back. And we got a, we got a, a new uh, addition to the show of sorts. We're going to test drive this guy and see how well he does, and see if we can get him to cry or not before the, the show's over. Uh, I have to look at the doc chat and mouse over your face, because your name is Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. I'm glad to be here. Hey, uh, real quick, just since you're the, the new guy here, just kind of quick, give us a, a quick, like, are, are you qualified for this, or are you like me and have no idea what you're talking about? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. I guess we'll see. What's your background? You, do you do, like, a networking and stuff? Yeah, I'm currently a, a network uh, technician. I've been a PC and Mac technician since about 1997, and in 2007, I started working for an enterprise data center company as a DC technician. After a couple years, I got promoted to uh, like an order processing technician, kind of oversee, uh, oversaw the DC. And then after about a year of that, I uh, got promoted to the networking department, and I've been working as essentially a, a NOC or Network Operations Center technician there. So I basically uh, defend against DOS attacks and you know, do troubleshooting on switches and routers to some extent, stuff like that. So oh, that's, cool. that's what I do for a living right now. This will come in handy, I, I have a feeling. It's good to know more <laughs> people that know that. Nick, is it DOS 622? Do you think yeah, yeah something like that. Something like that. We're at 7.0 now. How'd you find the show? <laughs> um, about 20 episodes. I was just, uh, you know, looking for any Android podcast I could find, and this one was one of the first ones that uh, came up. So I've watched, I think, pretty much every episode since. Oh, wow. wow. High, high five for SEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. Good to have you. Glad you got, you got good yeah, video. No good, good mic. Good, good deal. So, Jeremy, long time. Yeah, no see. You've uh, yeah. been a busy man lately. What, what's been going on? I have. I have. Well, you know, we'll, we'll not talk about the tech stuff because that's boring, but right. um, rocking about five jobs right now because I'm an idiot and uh, just spending a lot of time with a new domain and, and doing a lot of work for our techpage1.com project and a bunch of other stuff behind the scenes. And I was going to say, I you see know. you in like four different groups I'm in, like just yeah. running things. And I'm, it's, yeah, it's good I, to have somebody as organized as you uh, doing that. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, um, this, this stuff it, runs really smooth, and I have a feeling uh, it's you and a couple well, other people doing that, and that's cool. Well, the, the bottles of Macallan. Also help helpful. <laughs> so, hell yeah. What's the, new, uh, what's the new toy you got that you're completely super excited about? And I'll also thank you for the font change in the dock. Very nice. 
Yes, yes, I'm a big fan of the Comic Sans. I like Comic Sans, and if there's anybody out there that doesn't like Comic Sans, I will fight you. No, that's all my articles from now on are getting sent to my editors in Comic Sans. Please do, and if you, if you, you know, my dream actually is that the entire internet become rendered in Comic Sans, and I give you permission to do that. One and if day. if anyone says that you can't, tell them, no, it's okay, Jeremy said I could. One day. If we could get, like, Anonymous or Lulsec on that, like, you only need to really insert Comic Sans in a few key places to have the whole internet rendered that way. Just, all you, all you would need is just a couple, like, bots crawling around dropping some CSS in on some vulnerabilities, you know, instead of HT access where, you know, it changes it to Russian porn and all the stuff I'm dealing with fighting on a near daily basis, we could have comic you know, sans, some, some comic sans virus. That would be lovely. Um, but just today, um, despite it taking literally 18 days to get from my post office to my house, I don't know how, <laughs> um, my, my Ouya arrived and, um, and you haven't it's, stopped playing it since, right? I, I mean, I had to no, literally, I, no, like, I, send you in-game messages to get your attention because you were just in it. Right, right. It's true because the pinball game was so compelling What with the right flipper button get, getting stuck Ooh. and me losing the ball, um, which also the lag in the game uh, made me think that Eric was actually... Streaming remotely it, controlling the the program because it. it yeah, I'm serving it, it from took, here. It took a while. Like, I'm pretty sure that your your Bitcoin friends there um, had something to do with it as well. Are we talking Zen Pinball or is this a new special Ouya Pinball? I, it's some Android app that should play much faster than it does. Mm. Um, so all so in how all, many I games have you played? Just the just the one amazing pinball game, or have you have you noticed these problems um, with? Every I started game off with a really awkward Excite Bike ripoff <laughs> because that was a fun game back in 1986, and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, what could be better than playing Excite Bike with um, like a PlayStation style controller? No, I remember all the countless hours I spent playing Excite right. Bike when no, that I was, was good time. 10 And remember, or like, you got the 45-degree angle ramp, yeah. and you'd hit it, and you'd time it, and you'd, you'd build your own track, and you'd put just another one bounce. just yeah. just as where it ended. So you could bounce, you could, like, like, the whole like course. bunny hop, the, the whole, whole track. <laughs> right, right. I did that, too. That was good times. When we and were 11 forward... or 12. Right. Right. Well... More like or twenty, eight, or, or thirteen, know, or twenty. By the time I was twelve, I'd moved on to you know school and things that. Sure, sure. Unfortunately, my mom told me mattered. But I was like, maybe this will be like that. So you know, Excite Bike, side scrolling, a lot of fun. No, this is from a rear at forty-five degrees, and up at forty-five degrees. It's the most awkward camera angle for a game ever. And let's just say it sucks. Uh-huh. So I stopped playing that after three minutes. So and that's when I played the pinball. So you waited several months for this. Yeah. What's that? You waited several months for this. Wow, yeah. I waited about a year for this yeah. thing. Yeah, we've, we were talking about it like, from the beginning and being all excited. Like, oh, this is going to be great. I yeah. love gaming on my Android tablet. It's going to be better with a controller. No, not so much, right. huh? 
So, well, the final game, and the one that I, I didn't put down after 30 seconds, was um, a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out ripoff. But all oh, I think the, the I, people what's the name of this? I think I've heard monsters. of this one. It was like Beast Boxing or something. Gotcha. It was okay, and that one actually responded well, which tells me that the lag that I had in the pinball game was the programmers and not the hardware. Um, so as much as it's fun to rip on it, it's it's got a lot of potential. Um, it's definitely a version 1.0 product. There's definitely a lot of stuff that they've got to work out. There need to be some better... You know, the controllers are a little bit flimsy. They put... You know when you get, like, a new phone, they've got that, that plastic over the screen so it doesn't yeah. scratch? They put that over every friggin' button. <laughs> so and you the, don't and scratch the, the D-pad. <laughs> like, it, w- it took... I must have pulled off 19 pieces. I'm not even exaggerating. 19 pieces of that stuff. It was out of control. It took me at least... I spent longer cleaning that crap off the controller than I did playing the ping-a-ball game. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I just left I, it on. I should have. So when you send it back, going back in the box, <laughs> the reboxing. Oh man. And so then I looked because there's a section, you know, it's all the different games and whatever. And I could play Final Fantasy three, which would be great again if it was like 1990. So there's an app section, and I look in there, figuring, oh, I bet I can get my Netflix app on here, so I can stop using my Western Digital TV Live box which is the greatest thing ever. Nope, nothing. The apps in there are something stupid. Like, there's there's nothing in there that you've heard of. And that's why... That's not true. TuneIn's in there. Oh. TuneIn? Mm. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was using that. Is, like XBMC was... or Plex on there. Have you tried doing that? Well, that, that might be the next step, would be to look at doing something like that. Um, you know, I just kind of wanted to do a first look and... and see whether this thing was going to consume my life this week, and it definitely isn't. Uh, I think it's got a lot of potential, and I think the key is going to be, for me at least initially, is can I sideload apps, and if so, how easy, and how well are they going to scale? When didn't we talk about that, Eric, last episode, that you could get uh, clockwork, which means you could flash something, which means you could maybe get the Google Play app store and get all of those apps that you want? Yeah, even with the developer version, um, which comes, like, pre-rooted and stuff, uh, people were sideloading the Play Store. It's totally possible, um, and... I don't know, with all the with all the innovation that we saw at I.O., like, around, like, Game Center and such, it... This this sort of puts Ouya in, a, in like an awkward position of you know do they still I think I mean the game store is the only thing that's making them money so are they still relevant if they can't implement things like the um, like the Google Play games and and what have you? Well, and it is still early, so that stuff might come at a later date once once this is ready for the public at large. But I wonder if they might break down like Barnes and Nobles has finally with their Nook series where now you can have Google Play integration. Do you think they might implement that, perhaps? You would think, though, if the Ouya wanted to be a hit, it would launch with all that ready to go, and it would work, and the controllers would be dialed in. Like, if they want to put this in Best Buy and stuff like that, it definitely has to get but then to they're not, they have. But then they're relying on the hardware to make money, and they've purposely priced this thing right. very, very low. Right. If, if you could buy a Bluetooth-compatible controller... And you took your phone or tablet, paired it 
hooked it up with HDMI to your television, it would be the exact same thing. And that's, and that's why I was – that's one of the things I was excited for this for was because I do that, and I thought it would be cool to have – because I don't have any consoles like old stuff, but I thought it would be cool to have one that was here with real controllers that were made for the experience, not something I have to mess with BT controller to get to work. Like, you know, it's all made, and it works. Right. But it's – and again, this is way early, so it's, it's tough to say what the final is going to be like, but it, from, from Jeremy's raving review, I'm glad I waited. Because I was like way yeah. into wanting one of these, and now I'm happy I have my Nexus 10. Yeah, I've actually been considering getting a new one myself. But you know, now that you mentioned, like I've got an Atrix 2, which has a web top interface I can plug with HDMI to my TV, and I've got a little uh, Nyko controller. I may consider trying that as an alternative and maybe uh, save me a hundred bucks. Absolutely, I would give it a whirl. You know, and to be fair, I mean, you know, it's fun to trash this stuff, but you know, to be a little bit more positive and and realistic. Uh, there was a massive update as soon as I plugged it in. It took about five minutes just to download, which, based on the speeds I saw for downloading game ha- games, has it at about 200 megs. So they're they're working on it. They're working on it already, um, and it's about the developers. It's about whether or not the developers are going to use the interface properly. You know, we see a ton of games out there that are basically ports of keyboard and mouse over to touch interface, and it doesn't work so well. If the, if developers look and say, wow, here's an opportunity for us to do something other than a side-scroll, tap-the-screen mash, Angry Birds type game, and they write some stuff for that, you know, I'll pay 99 cents for a game that gets me even three or four hours of entertainment. I mean, you know, that I have no problem doing that. And I think a lot of people are like that. I think we see that in iOS all the time, and it's about Ouya um, setting the expectation with the community for what matters. They have to make it known that, like, this is way more than just normal casual Android gaming. Like, we're going to have, right. like, even stuff like Shadowgun Dead Zone and Dead Trigger and Dead Trigger 2 when it comes out for the Tegra 4, like, for not having a controller, they've done really well with the on-screen stuff, making the controller move to wherever your finger is. So if you glide like I do accidentally, like it's always there. And those games, like you can play them really well. But they were kind of like that idea of the third-person, first-person shooter is keyboard, mouse, or a controller. Like that's just that's how right. it is for us, you know. So they, yeah, I, I do. I hope they get it right, and I hope the hardware is up there to where the developers want to make cool innovative stuff for it because if not i mean if you're developing for crappy hardware like who cares i'll go i'll go develop for the next tablet that comes out right the hardware seems decent and the one thing that i'm going to go back and play with is i noticed in when i was playing scrolling through all the apps on there there are some emulators so the notion of being able to play say dragon warrior on my tv that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, the MAME emulator for Android is amazing. Like, it works so great. The Super NES one. Yeah. The NES one I mean, all that stuff. Like, it works really well. And it transfers right. pretty well uh, HDMI to a big screen. So, come on. Ooh, yeah. All right, well, any other thoughts on that before we uh, move on? I'm no. curious, Jeremy, what you no. thought of the of the simplified interface. Um, it's It's just a launcher. Um, it takes very little effort to actually see Android underneath. When you down, you know, so if you you find an app you want to install, you download it, and it's like you want to download this? Yes, download. Okay. 
once it's done downloading, it gives you an actual Android OS prompt to install the application. If you go into the advanced settings for anything, like you see, like you can go into apps, you can go into location, security, like it's all right there. So it's simplified, hmm. but they really didn't put a lot of time into that. And that's interesting because I, I believe they said it might have been a blog post that um, by the time this launched for retail, which still has, what, like a month, um, that all that would be ouified or whatever, um, that you wouldn't see the Android underneath. So the fact that even with this huge 200 megabyte update that you're talking about, it still hasn't been done, I I don't know. It's a little disappointing. I, I, I'm, a, I'm maybe a little bit more positive or I like a little bit more than you, but at the same time, I, these are all valid criticisms. I just hope to God that they, uh, they do better on it. Yeah, I'm still considering getting one myself, personally. I figure it's only 100 bucks. It should be out in like three weeks. I can, you know, roughly that time, I can pick it up, you know, on the way home, you know, from work one of these days. So I'm personally still interested in uh, getting one, but I'm just, I'm not sure to what extent I'll, I'll actually use it. So. If this thing gets rooted, which I'm sure it will, if it, what I really want this to be is like a Roku or Western Digital TV live box plus Android. That's what I want. And if I can get this rooted and somebody gets a custom ROM on there, you know, if I can have CyanogenMod plus the controller and a wireless keyboard, sweet. That's what I want. Now it's a $100 um, home theater PC. That would be key. And that would So why not it. Google TV then? Hmm? It's just because it doesn't have the games? Is that the missing piece? Because you don't I want don't another that. screen? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think didn't Google TV, aren't they now uh, able to get like an Android 4.0 update or 4. Point something update? And if so, wouldn't that allow you to uh, load up other content other than just what's on the Google TV interface? Or, or am I incorrect in that? I thought in they, the wake of I.O. that like the Google TV devices were going to be upgraded to 4. Point whatever. They announced it, but I I personally haven't seen it on my Google TV. Okay. Yeah. And and even if they did, Eric, wouldn't it still be that fork of it? And so you would have the Google TV apps, not the full Play Store like we would want? Or would they add that? Would it be? Mm, I I, I don't know. I would think that they would probably leave it separate for now. Unless this fork... Because they they didn't make such a big deal about this updated I.O. So... um, if they were adding a lot more functionality, you would you would assume that they would talk about it. Um, my guess is it's just going to it's just going to get the code base up to date. It might make some apps that would be really good on Google TV but are not currently compatible because of it being. I think it's like Android 3.0. I think it's in the Honeycomb family currently still. Um, so it, maybe that'll make some of those more accessible, but. I'm not expecting anything, anything life, you know, life changing or life affirming from from this uh, update they announced. You're just, you're still sad panda off the queue and your other purchases that were bad luck. I, I'm really sad panda off the queue. You have no idea. No, I do because I can hear it in your voice. I want to say I thought maybe Taylor Martin from Pock now. I think he has attempted or has successfully loaded like uh, CM on that. I'm not sure if that's the case. But I would look into see if there is actually a, a version of CM 
for the Nexus Q, and if so, maybe you can use it still. There you go. I've there's... looked into that. I, I maybe I'll check it out again. The last time I looked, it was only the uh, recovery. But if I mean, hey, if I can get Android where I where I twist it and you know twist the Q to control it, that might be fun. Maybe. <laughs> so Eric, you uh, mentioned last episode that you uh, hawked the Transformer Prime. And you made me guess at the new stupid thing you bought and wouldn't tell me. So why don't you let us know now? Since you've yeah, built, and you've built it up. So horrible much. guesses. I, I know. Was I way off? I don't even remember. You got close you bought, once. Ah. You you bought a you bought a, a gift for your lovely wife. <laughs> You're funny. As I she's am, in I the, am the a every day. As she's in the room right now, shaking her head sadly. No. I'm just trying to get him in trouble. No, she, she doesn't listen to this. Come on now. Um, I'd say the Nexus Q is probably the closest you got. What what I purchased was given away free this Nexus year Q? at Google I/O. You bought and a Nexus that is 4. a Chromebook Pixel. Didn't I guess you Pixel? A Pixel? I could have sworn I guessed a Pixel. And if you, you bought did not one, guess the Pixel. Did I not? You bought one. They gave them away for free to everyone that was there. How do you feel now? And they flooded eBay. Oh, how much did you get it for? A uh, thousand. Wow! You'd think if it was flooded, so, you would have got a better you deal a than that. Thousand dollar web browser. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I certainly did, I, Jeremy. And I let could, me tell I you, could tell this you is three of those for like for the same price. You could you could have three if you if you want oh. small ones, you can keep in your pocket. I get you four of them for that price. You could have oh, like how you laugh, one in your Mr. pocket Lesniak. and one at home no, no, and no. one in your car and. <laughs> And one in your, two in your, two in your car. You one know, for each side. You need. One for each Pfizer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everybody, everybody can have their own completely ineffective, <laughs> not connected to the internet computer. Nick, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're still sticking tuned with us, this is jealousy you're hearing. <laughs> you're unadulterated jealousy. You know what? I'm using a Chromebook right now. It's called Chrome. Whoa, me too. That's what I'm doing all this work in. Whoa. And you know what? Oh, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Oh, oh, there's a shell. I can actually do work now. Oh, paint.net. Oh, I can do work. Oh, Dreamweaver. I can do work. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. So this is what I will say. This this is the most beautiful laptop. I will call it a laptop because it's shaped like a laptop. The most beautiful laptop that I've ever used. And the like the screen is I go from that screen to my regular laptop or to a different computer, and it's night and day. The screen is beautiful. The trackpad is amazing. The the multi touch on the trackpad, like it. Can I? It's all can, great. Can I interrupt? Notice, uh, ladies go and gentlemen, it. how he has not mentioned one thing about how nice the software is. Only hardware. No, I'm getting there. And I'll I'll I'm give it that. to you. This is good hardware. They, I mean, for a thousand dollars, this damn good hardware. <laughs> so that's so that's what that's what sold me. You know, initially, just right out of the box, I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. And remember, I live in an internet-challenged country, and I'm still – I'm not having um, – it boots up really fast. Um, like, it's like a two-second boot time. Um, and it, what I found that it does is it, it – this is not replacing my laptop that I do work on is the thing. But I'm – now I'm seriously questioning whether I want to buy another 10-inch tablet. Because this is this is perfect. It's light. This is the thing that I will probably take with me on work trips now. This is the thing that I sit on the couch and I surf the internet on. Just because I, 
you know, I can do everything on the mouse, on the trackpad there, and it's great. It, this is I'm I'm very surprised. This is a very good product. Okay, guys, now do you hear that in his voice? That's self-rationalization. That's trying to That's self-rationalization. You're warding off buyer's regret even though you bought it on eBay. You're the first person in history to ever have buyer's regret from eBay. Nice. No, I know that's not true. And I, no, I know. I'll tell you, though, for Everything that... Everything I've ever bought on eBay was a regret. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Kickstarter. But no, for... No, this... Dude, Haters, Eric, Eric... Whatever. Eric, this is beautiful. Eric, I love listen, this thing. Eric, for $1,000, you could have bought two Nexus 10s. The screen just is, just is nice. And guess what? It runs Android. No, it's not. You know what runs on Android? Chrome. Just so... saying. Nexus 10. It's not something I can explain to somebody who hasn't used it. Why I'm, would you I'm being sit... totally honest. I had my doubts. Why would you this sit is... on the couch with a giant laptop when you could have a Nexus 10? When you could have two Nexus 10s. It's not a giant laptop. It's three pounds. Yeah, I've got a, a Chromebook as well. It's an Acer C7. I bought it for 200 bucks. And, uh, <laughs> you, know, I, uh, you know how many Chromebook Acers you could buy for what Eric spent on his one? You could buy five. I did that math in my head. Look at Matt showing off his math. I know, in my head. <laughs> well, I would say this. What do you this, think of the hardware? He could put on, like, Ubuntu or another flavor of Linux and, like, you know, go between the two versions, I guess, you know, between Chrome OS and Ubuntu or whatever. So That's true. Would that then allow you to Skype us for the show, Eric, or would you still have to go to your Windows computer there? He could. No, I I could do Skype. Okay. I'm just messing with you, dude. No, I'm I'm really curious, though. I mean, because we talked about Chrome, Chrome OS last week about um, would Google merge these two things, Chrome OS and Android, like making Android more... HTML five ish or something like that. Um, so I mean, I think it's I think it's all relevant conversation. What What do you think? You have the Acer Chromebook, Nick. What do you think of the of the Chromebook itself? Do you like it? Do you think it's worthless? A worthless web browser, like Jeremy seems to think. I personally use it not as a primary computer. Obviously, I you know built this PC for myself for that. Hold on, but hold I on. As a Why obviously? Yeah. Why is it obvious that it's not your your primary computer? Because well, it's a I'm, web browser. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Your primary computer also has a web browser. Yeah. But what I do is I bring I I leave it at work and I basically use that you know for browsing and stuff online, etc. So, yeah. I mean, it's basically a tool, you know, but it's it's not obviously a full featured tool like a personal computer or a Mac or whatever. So. But I personally like it. I don't personally regret, you know, spending money on that. Spending two hundred dollars. Yeah, like for this one, since it's upgradable, I spent uh, another twenty bucks on RAM, so I doubled the RAM to four gigs, and I replaced the hard drive. It was uh, with a solid state. It was like a three twenty gig, like fifty four hundred RPM, just good old fashioned hard drive, and I replaced that with a six four gig SSD. So for additional hundred dollars, I basically uh, you know doubled the RAM and gave it a much faster. Uh, uh, drive so and for me you know for the light bit of work that I use on it it works great I've, I've done some hang, hangouts on that so what's the boot time it's uh, probably right at nine seconds I've only booted it up two or three times just to see how fast it's like right about nine seconds so you can also put that out to a nice display like through the the adapter and still not spend as much as uh, Eric did 
Don't even care. You could buy you <laughs> could buy a fifty inch television <laughs> to go with it and still not spend a thousand dollars. Don't even care. Love it. Eric, you could have <laughs> taken it. a trip to Def Con this year with us for a thousand dollars. No, I couldn't. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe not from where you're at. That's a good point. But you could have got in and bought me dinner. Okay. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad you have a new Pixel, and I'm glad you're happy about it. Maybe one day you'll have the bandwidth to uh, use it. Moving on, Jeremy, you got a Pebble. <laughs> Is that? I, am I, I reading this correctly? I, I did. Um, the watch. So I I was. Whatever. You can't open first... spreadsheets on a Pebble. That worthless. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can open a I open a Notepad document. And back to desperation. Okay. <laughs> So I was one of the first, I was definitely in the first 25% of Kickstarter backers for the Pebble project. And for listeners that might not know what Pebble was, uh, Pebble is a wristwatch that will pair with your Android or iOS device and allow you to receive notifications right on your wrist. Um, It set the record, at least at the time, for Kickstarter fundraising at over $10 million. They were looking for $100,000, and it took them over a year to get it into production, pretty much because they freaked out and went, what the hell do we do with what was what's that a thousand percent more money they than all one. took vacations and then came back and was like so we should probably build this thing huh right yeah. um i had originally ordered like a gray one and they sent me a message they're like hey we don't know how to make the gray one yet if we if, if we'll give you 10 bucks back if you'll take a black one and we'll send it to you tomorrow i was like yeah whatever so it came in um are you wearing it right up are you wearing it right now i am, I am not right now um you can you can Google pictures. It's uh, it's on my dresser. Yeah, I was just curious if it's something you're using all the time or if it's just. Like I a, am actually. I wear it all day during the day. It has literally changed my life. Like wow. I don't say that about technology very often. Aren't there this, fitness apps for it, or if not currently made for it, aren't they making something? There is not yet. Um, so there are a couple things about this that are amazing. I spend a lot of time in the car, and prior to the Pebble, whenever something my phone buzzed, I would have to pick it up to pose the question, do I care? Even though nine times out of ten I didn't have to care while I was driving, I still had to look because of that, that tenth out of tenth time. you got to look. Now I just look at my wrist, and I don't get the whole email. I get who it's from, I get the subject, I get the first two lines. And I go, don't care, don't care, don't care. It's amazing. I can also, you um, one thing you can do with it with regard to Android, you can... Uh, play, pause, skip tracks, and play music. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty sweet. Um, But where it really is starting to shine is the development community. So it's very open. Uh, You can, you know, they call them watch apps or watch faces, you know, different renders of time. You know, so you might have a traditional analog-looking watch or there's one that will, um, you know, display date, time, month, year, seconds, etc. Um, and people are putting those together. And, you know, if you dig around on the Pebble website, you can look and see, you know, what are people coming up with? And you see people saying, you know, I got this. Here's what I want to do. I got it to this place, but I couldn't finish the code. I couldn't figure out how to do X, Y, Z. Here's the code. Can somebody help me? And, like, hours later, someone's helped them with the code, reposted it. Like it's it's just, ab- excuse me. It's absolutely amazing how tight the community is right now. In the latest iter- one of the latest iterations of the SDK, they opened up the ability to 
allow an app on the on the watch to pull internet data, which is absolutely huge. So, so my my hope is that somebody's going to put together a watch face that will pull down weather data, so I can look and I can have date, time, temperature. <clears throat> Well, and that would almost make yeah. sense to have the the app developers that do stuff like Weatherbug or or whatever make right. the that once they see that yeah you know people are using these and it's cross platform and like this is cool we can throw I mean there's a ton of cool stuff that what the new Weatherbug app update gives you and to have some of that be able to be piped in so you could just quick look like that's that's cool hands free right you can tell that they spent the majority of their time developing the operating system in the SDK and not in putting plastic on the buttons. It, you know, the, the first, once in a while it'll freeze up on me. Um, it hasn't since the last update. You know, it would force itself to reboot. It would do some funny things. But, you know, it's not my phone doing that. So it just, it reboots and it's back up in three seconds and I'm good to go and I get more notifications. It's, I don't know, it's amazing. And I understand that it, because not everybody spends their time in the car, that they have their, you know, the majority of their life in front of a computer or they're able to look at their phone more often than I am, it's not going to be as compelling for them. But it's a very non-intrusive use of technology. I keep my phone in my back pocket. If I'm having a conversation with someone, it buzzes. I can just quickly look down, tilt my wrist. Do I have to care? And they're not as offended. Maybe they're not even offended at all. That was really cool. And I mean, in the car, like you mentioned, I drive too. Like that would be great to not be able. It's like you you hear that notification, and it's like it's a trigger. Like you have to look at your phone regardless of what it's, what it's for. And even like mountain biking around, that would be cool to just like. Do I need to stop and take this, or is the server crashing? You know, like stuff like that. And right. not everybody's gonna deal with that kind of stuff. But that does sound pretty compelling. I was kind of on the other side of like, man, I have this phone. Why do I want to go back to wearing watches? But the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, that would be kind of cool to have it like right there and control your music and all that. That's... Don't think of it as a watch. Think of it as a detached notification display. Right, attached to your wrist or whatever. Right, right. And, you know, Isn't I'll leave my phone on my desk watch. and I'll walk around the house. What's the, and I uh... get an email and, you know. What's the range like, on that? Yeah, I was going to ask what. Um, even through walls, I'd say I'm getting a solid 20 feet. And that's all Bluetooth? Or is it Wi-Fi? Yeah. It's all Bluetooth? No, it's Bluetooth. Nice. And that's on an Android device you're using it? Are you on iOS nope. at all? No. No, I'm Android. Nice. No, it's my um, my Razer Max. I got this after I left the show. Nice. Yeah, we never talked about that. I'm envious. <laughs> um, I would encourage people to sign up for it. I think it's a wonderful project. I think it's a good company. They've worked really hard. And I'm very impressed with their their candor and their dedication to the community. We hope to see a community that quick to uh, make cool stuff uh, for the ooh yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? What sort of disappoints me is that at least with ooh yeah, I can <laughs> I can see a date. Like there's a date that it will be available at retail. I, w- I was looking into the Pebble Watch, but I I couldn't find anything that would say if I pre-ordered it today, when will it ship? Because there are people that pre-ordered it in January, and it still has not shipped. Right. So, right. And a lot of that has to do with the issues around color that they've been having. Um, 
Yeah, but you they know, like like you said, they sent out messages to everyone that wanted them. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, right. it's because you said, "No, nah, I'll wait for the red one." Like you really right. needed it, you know. Well, now Jeremy, you right. were a Kickstarter person, right, or were you a pre-order yeah. person? No, yeah, I was Kickstarter. Oh, see, I do. I buy everything Good. on Kickstarter. How much did you? It's pay a for? store. Um, I think I paid one twenty-five, and I believe the retail now is one fifty. Okay. Um, which you know, to me, is worth it. Um. You know, I would, I wouldn't have have paid a lot more, not knowing what it was going to be. But now, with the impact it has had on my life, if I broke this one and you told me it would cost you four hundred dollars to get a new one, I would suck it up and buy another one. Wow, it's been that significant for me. Yeah. Hmm. Would you guys make fun of me if I said that 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 price point seems a little high? Well, Eric, I would only by saying for that price point, you could buy two of them and have 200 left over for two Ouyas for what you paid for the Pixel. Just saying. It's true. I could buy six (laughs) Pebbles for what you paid for your Pixel, and I have more access to low-level function on, on the watch than you have on your Pixel. You don't you don't even have that many limbs. So screw you, Jeremy. I can put like three on each arm. Okay. Maybe they'll I come know, out I think it's I think different it looks time neat, zones. But uh. Oh, one other thing that's kinda slick. So um I have a Bluetooth speaker that I carry around the house. And because of the, the Google Play music integration into the watch, I will eat quickly um unpair it from my phone and pair it to my tablet. And pipe it, you know, use it to to uh, play the music in the house. It, like it's it's really slick. Oh, it's like I have a remote on my wrist now. It's very Dick Tracy. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. All right, we should real quick mention. You guys saw that Vine for Android came out. Did you see shortly after? And I just have to preface this by saying I hate that app. And maybe it's because <laughs> the Twitter clients I use on my phone, like don't show it right for some reason. So I'm like, ah, I hate that. But either way, uh, some high school kid basically like took apart the APK and took out the check that says six second loop and uploaded a, what was it? Th- full three minute video. The Rick roll, of course. Why? Because it's the internet and that's how we roll. That's how we Rick roll. Uh, and that basically uh, broke vine. Not no one. He's not sure how long it broke for, but by him doing that in the app and uploading this this video that was longer than than the six seconds, it just broke a bunch of crap. I love one of the quotes in here is like that. I'd hate to be the the engineer that was working that night or something. I forget what his exact quote says, but it, it, pretty good, pretty uh, good stuff. So, does it seem stupid to you guys that they put that the only place where they were doing six second validation was in the app that's on your phone, versus like doing doing it server side as well? It seems a little silly to me because, I mean, this, this kid just showed that you can just pull apart the APK and, and there's nothing. I mean, he could have uploaded an entire movie if he wanted, and it would have yeah, probably worked. Yeah, it's, the movie. It, it was, you know, it, it's some kind of egotistical engineer said, oh, well, if we put this, the check into the, the app, nobody's ever going to find a way around that. We don't need to check server side. Lame. Lame. Just like... Vine. I don't know. Do you guys like Vine? Is it just me that I'm like six? Sec- like this is pointless. It's like it's a waste that- of time. 
Thank you. Okay, good. And I see like I see a lot of people use it that I follow that are like uh musicians and stuff and they're always like posting six second vines of the crowd and crap like that but it's I don't, like take a picture and post it i don't want to hear six seconds looping over and over again like that's it's an animated gif farm at that point for me with sound which is even better like i want to hear i don't know i don't i only that. use snapchat <laughs> when i, I send my p pics I... I only use snapchat that's Snapchat's become a really important part of my job lately. Really? How is that? (laughs) Go on. Go on. I'm intrigued. As a phone sex worker, we find Snapchat is very, very important in our day-to-day activities. Customer service is always relevant. Right. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I like that. It's like, and he was later contacted by a Twitter engineer and acquaintance who asked him to take the vine down. Like, they couldn't even take it down. Like, they had to ask him to take it down, really? Jesus. Oh, well. Just pull the drive. Please. Right? Will you please take it down? You broke our whole thing, and people are mad they can't post six-second pictures of them making stupid kissy faces. Because it works on your front-facing camera now. Which, okay. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, good. Uh, and in in things that kind of broke, we we were talking on the Google Plus community about the uh, CM 10.1 for the Galaxy Nexus. The RCs were finally coming out. I was on RC2. Uh, I woke up one morning over the weekend, and there was both RC3 and 4. And I debated, hmm, which one should I go with? Obviously, ended up going with 4. Glad I did. Uh, I guess 3 had some weird little uh, glitch in it that was giving like an exponent to the amount of mobile data you were using. So it said that you had a hundred gigs instead of one gig or, or whatever it was. And it just something in the math just messed up. Uh, maybe Eric, you have some more insight on what exactly broke. That That's pretty much it. it. It was, so the overall, the operating system, I don't think you're getting any new features except for the ability for it to do math properly. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm sure people were freaking out because they're, you well, you have like a two two gig data cap if you're lucky, and you look and it says you know overnight you used a hundred gigabytes. That's probably not good. That like um, I bet a bunch of people went straight to check the site, crashed Verizon because they're like, this can't be right. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like having full panties, just like trying to make sure they're. That's like thousands of dollars that you would just be tripping over. But I I was worried that I was going to lose our little. Our little bet about which is going to come out first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It, for for those of you story. for those of you that don't know, me and Eric have a little bet, friendly gentleman wager going, uh, of which will come out first: Android four three or a stable version of CM ten point one. I'm kind of winning yeah, now. A I non-release think. candidate. We're on RC four now. How many how many RCs until there's a stable? Do we know? I think I think if you get into double digits, you're 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 done <laughs> into embarrassing territory. So okay. I'd say we have until nine. Nine, maybe ten will be the one because then they can just call it X and be done with it. Well, the ten would be perfect because it's one There of. you go. Wow, I didn't even think 10. of that. Ten point one, ten. Good deal. It's binary. Uh, th- thank you. <laughs> Uh, Ant, he's uh, joins us for uh, Yats, and uh, sometimes for this show, Ant Pruitt from A New Domain. He asks in the community, and I kind of want to see what you guys think about this. He posted a link to this article on Droid Life. 
uh, about the HTC One on Verizon uh, officially coming this summer sometime. And he said, why not have a Nexus version on Verizon if this is happening? Why isn't Google stepping in saying, here's your Verizon version? Uh, if it's a Google device, shouldn't Google be able to provide hardware to work with carriers like Verizon? The HTC One is now going there, so why not a Nexus device uh, be a world phone? And I basically answered in, in one sentence. I said, because Verizon's dicks. And that, that's, that sums it up for me. But uh, he says Google pulls first – or wait, <laughs> what else do you say? Oh, maybe that was it. Okay. So what do you guys think? Is it, is it just because the hassle of working with the carriers and they do have quite a bit of clout? in saying if you want your device on our network, which in some places is the only network, you have to do what we want. And Google's like, yeah, nah, I don't want to. I think they have more clout in the States than almost anywhere else. And they're just, if you don't want to do it their way, they don't want you on the network. And I think that's basically where it stems from. I personally blame the carriers. That's my personal opinion. I don't think Google cares. <clears throat> One way or the other. I don't think Google, I don't think Google has to care. What, what is Google's motivation? They do not – they are never going to sell enough Nexus-branded hardware to make money. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? Subsidizing, yeah. so, so why do they do it? They do it because they're trying to set out examples of what good quality hardware is to get other manufacturers that do make money off hardware motivated to push boundaries and develop and create compelling products that will continue to bring new people into Android and keep people on Android – so that they buy stuff from the Play Store so Google makes money when they watch ads. That's a good point, right? Because if the hardware sucks, it's going to look like your operating system sucks. So it is kind of... Right. Yeah. Well, they so want to build the hardware just good enough to where it shows off their features. Like if you take the HTC One, for example, the software that they use with that allows you to use more of the phone than just what you see right now with AOSP. So uh, I think Google wants to build hardware that's good, maybe not great, but good, good enough that, you know, you can use all of its features, you know. So I think that's what the, what their goal is, and I think that's why they don't really feel like they need to play with Verizon. You know, they just need good enough hardware unlocked people can buy from the Play Store to kind of get that out more. Yeah, that's that's true, because I've, I've never bought anything from the Play Store device-wise just because there's no place to take it here. Like, I have to take it to Verizon. We're just now getting AT&T because they bought up some other small carrier that was here, and... But still, like, if you're locked in and you, they have good LTE here, it works really well here. I'm really impressed. It's like, ah, I don't want to go to something slower because I've had this now for so long. So I'll wait to see. And, like, I like the rumors of the, the S4 for Verizon having early CM releases for it because that will kind of dictate which one I go with after. Because my Galaxy Nexus is just dated. I have it, like, way overclocked now just to get rid of the lag, and it's just terrible. If I was Google, I mean, think about it real quick. What do I want? I want there to be a compelling modern phone on every carrier. And so long as that's going on, I don't care. As long as there's something that people aspire to have on every carrier, I'm good. I'm confused. Why did Google even get brought into this? Into like in, So Verizon and HTC said that they're going to have the HTC One on the Verizon network. At what, at what point does the Google Nexus discussion come into play? Because Ant I'm a little lost. Because Ant asks, like, if, why isn't Google providing Nexus devices to carriers like Verizon? Like, they yeah, seem like to the be... HTC the HTC One Google experience will go everywhere but Verizon, or at least AT&T and T-Mobile, whereas 
we the get what ACC the ACC one from ACC is now actually on Verizon or will be. Yeah, I think it's all the trouble they had supporting CDMA and all the CDMA licensing problems they had last year. They probably don't, you know, they probably don't even want to deal with it. And what? I mean, there, we have another story about HTC um, making a little comment that they might offer early adopters of the one an option to go to the stock Android experience. So there may be another route here. It could be HTC offering something that removes the sense stuff that people don't want, um, but that wouldn't make it a Nexus device. It wouldn't make it an AOSP ROM. Um, I think HTC would have to support it then, wouldn't they, instead of Google, right? Yeah, and and I think that's what HTC is is doing with, you know, with this, uh, I guess, Google edition of of their phone. I think that they're they're the ones that are offering up. They're still going to be maintaining the uh, the ROM and everything. They're just offering it as an option uh, out the gate, as opposed to um, putting sense on those devices. So Google, I don't think, comes into play anywhere at all with this with this Verizon stuff. Well, I think that may be the issue. You know, it's like you want you know maybe to buy the Google experience. HTC One on Verizon, and you're just never going to be able to get that. You have to buy it from HTC One or get a subsidy, you know, from Verizon, you know, payout over a two-year term for it. I don't know. Well, and like you said about the the bad taste in their mouth with Verizon, like they tried with the Galaxy Nexus, and that I mean, it wasn't like the Galaxy Nexus everyone else got. Like I constantly complain about that. That it's like this is totally the faux Nexus. It's doesn't say Nexus anywhere on the damn thing. It says Verizon and then Samsung and that's it. It's it's like a totally different device. But there were there were problems. The ROMs would disappear. Um on at least one instance, like the ROMs for these CDMA devices disappeared. Um with you know, they just disappeared from the repository and the explanation was we'll get it up there as soon as we can, but you know, CDMA is a licensed technology and we're trying to deal with that, so yeah, I just if you can get off Verizon, maybe you should. I CDMA yeah. carriers, I think should probably switch to GSM at some point very soon because they're going to get left behind on a lot of this technology. Yeah, and I think Ant just wants a Nexus Four on Verizon. That's uh, I think that's his motivation. Yeah, or a One Developer Edition or an S Four Developer Edition, something vanilla, not touched with Verizon's crap, you know. And there yeah. is a good case to be made about that because there are certain things you just can't get, like Google Wallet, because they want you to use their wallet. Or, like, back in the day, it's not the same now, but back in the day, like, you could get Google Maps on your old smartphone, but it wouldn't work with the GPS because they wanted you to use VZW Navigator, which was just horrendous. Right. I think they should, like we've said before, they should just get out of making software, these carriers, and just focus on, like, take all that money and make your speeds faster. Make them better for everyone, and who cares what phone's on it, you know? Like, just sell the device as you get it and quit trying to, like, they want to they wanna differentiate. It's like, well, have good service. That would differentiate. It'd be a good freaking start. But, yeah, that's too easy. I know. Too logical. Too easy. Uh, what is this about the, uh, why an Android OEM should make an iPod touch competitor? Who threw this in the dock? That looks kind of interesting. Would you, would you be down with that? That's kind of what my Droid X is at this point. It's just like a podcast player, really. Samsung made one. And a camera. Or no. And it sucked. Call it the Galaxy Player? It sucked. <laughs> yeah, the Galaxy, like yeah. the Pebble or something. Uh, what happened to that thing? 
Ah, I totally forgot about that, Jeremy. Thank you. Samsung, uh, still listed on their website, starting at 149, from 149 to 219. Crazy. Uh, 149 gets you a 3.6 inch device, 199 gets a 4.2, and 219 gets you a 5.0. Oh, oh, and here's another, here's one for 229. Is that the 5.8? No, 4.0. So they never... Here, I will... I will check to compare. Give me one moment. Ah. Well, I would say, is this most likely going to be offered offering like Samsung software as opposed to? I think what the article was hitting on was, hey, how about something straight from Google with, you know, Google Play, you know, all access, whatever as an option. I don't know. Mm. That would be cool, right? If you're like, I've been using all access, and it is pretty amazing. I've mentioned this yes, before. Yes, me too. That, like, I love it. Everything I've wanted to download is like there now, but I didn't because I didn't want to spend nine ninety nine for each one of these things. So I just wait. Like it's all there for. Yeah, it's two awesome. weeks ago, I typed like dubstep or whatever <laughs> in this little uh, little thing here, and then it you know set it to radio, and like it's been like two weeks of driving to work, driving back, and just whatever I was listening to last just starts back up. And so it's like. It's crazy, and it's like the same damn playlist for like two weeks straight. It never ends. Like 30-minute drives. Yeah, So I don't know. It's awesome. That would be compelling if they made something like that that had a little antenna that hooked up to some sort of bandwidth that was just, here's your streamer, you know, here's your radio, here's your, if if you hook it up to something bigger, it's a movie thing for whatever. That that would be kind of cool. But I feel like people have their phones for that. So, like, would you want another device that does that? Yeah, well, what, what this is My saying is that the is... iPod Touch market is uh, in the article it says the iPod Touch market is mostly targeted at children's and teens. So people that that will probably get a smartphone in the coming years, but maybe the parents don't want to give them one. Sure. Maybe they don't have an old one. Um, the Galaxy Player. I mean, I looked at this because I was uh, my wife has like a second generation iPod Touch or something, and I was thinking of replacing it for. And I looked at this Galaxy Player. The software wasn't – it wasn't the latest version of Android. There wasn't an update in sight. Uh, it, it was sort of like a cobbled together attempt to, you know, to complete, compete with the iPod market. So I, I think it makes sense. We, we've seen the, the benefit of the Nexus treatment from a lot of other devices. Um, I would love to see uh, a Nexus treatment of something like this so that way manufacturers – try it out at least give it a shot so you want like a small nexus 7 at that point then basically just a smaller tablet yeah i think so and i think people would use it um yeah. uh, melissa ha- melissa keeps it. her ipod up in her in her art studio uh she doesn't bring her phone up there she just she has this thing sitting on a on some speakers and that's what carries her music. Well, that's you don't a, have to use it all the time. That's a good point, right? If you're if you're not using an Android phone and you just want an MP3 player, like the go-to is an iPod, an iPod Touch. So that 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 is a good point. That maybe there needs to be like an Android iPod Touch or whatever. Uh, what were you gonna say, Nick? I was gonna say, well, a couple things. But like uh, uh, last Christmas, Christmas, my wife bought me a like a little four uh, four gig uh, MP3 player. I honestly haven't used it because I have a smartphone and. Um, the Christmas before that, I bought her an iPod of some of some variant, and she used it for a little bit. But once she got a smartphone, honestly, she's never tested since. So I think that the people that already have smartphones, like you said, they're pretty much going to go for that. I mean, this has like twice as much storage before adding an SD card, and you know, it's a lot more modern and advanced. I don't know. I, I just think that anyone with a smartphone is most likely going to 
go with the go with that over a player of any sort. Well, yeah, and early on, Jeremy, you were the one that that kind of coined, or I don't know what the phrase was, but you were all about like the unification of of your devices, right? So, and that right. that still holds true. I mean, other than the accessories like the Pebble and whatnot, but yeah, if I can have it all in one device, like please, that would be key. And, and for me, battery life was the reason that I was carrying two phones. You know, I had my podcast player because I spend so much time in the car. And, and you know, now that I have my, my Droid Razor Max, I can pretty – unless I'm doing a ton driving, like an abnormal amount of driving for me, I can get a full day. You don't car thing. charge? Like I drive all day and mine's just plugged in all the time, so it doesn't um, – My vehicles have this bizarre thing where I get an AC ground loop Ooh. if I'm charging and Playing. audio. Right, right. Yeah. I'm sure there's a fixed board. I've just mine's old school. I got the tape deck with the tape player that plugs in, so I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, I had that through a tuner. I got a weird hum every now and then, so I just stopped. Oh, this is constant and it's obnoxious. Yeah, that's I can imagine. (laughs) But all right, whale. Anything else story-wise we wanted to really mention? I know the wiki pad finally gets a a debut coming out June 11th. We mentioned that a long time ago. That uh, controller tablet gaming console not really a console but it's like a controller tablet thing for gaming the wiki pad 249 bucks mm. i don't know it's got to be a little cheaper than that i think for for me to want one but i don't know cool idea well i mean look at the specs um yeah. especially given like the what was it the asus mimo pad 7 whatever they just announced <laughs> uh, the other day so look at the specs of that uh, and then look at the specs of this. I, I would just get, I would, I wouldn't get this. This is like last year's. This is well, yeah. They Tegra should have come out with this like last October, um, if they wanted to sell any. Tegra three, right? And what's the yeah. the new one? Tegra four plus. How many core graphic processor? Like that? That's crazy. It's got like a hundred cores. Like I yeah, know. There's I know. No... This cannot compete. But it's a controller. <laughs> Get new yet. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the shield real quick while we're talking about these little things? Is that anybody Ooh, care I'm about that? I'm interested, but it is too expensive for my taste. So right. I'd rather just buy another smartphone personally. So. Yeah. That's so, for my whole thing. Like if I can get a tablet, like I'm going to do that instead. Cause it's everything, not just gaming, but yeah, Jeremy. Oh, th- that thing. I was like the TV show. I didn't even know. Shield. <laughs> that starts soon, by the way. No. Yeah, did you see the Nvidia Shield at all? Did you look look around? Yeah, about? now that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, but I think I think portable gaming as a individual device is kind of dead. Yeah. You know, Ooh. again, people how many people do you know carrying around carrying around like a Nintendo DSi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, kids, right? Yeah. Like my friends that have kids, their kids are doing that. And this video call, Eric, are you still with me? No, I'm here. Okay, cool. The video call ended because of an error. Please try again in a few minutes. I'm gonna try again now. <laughs> Just. I bet it's Nin- I blame Nintendo. Wait, are Jeremy's we back? Jeremy's talking shit. Hold on. Oh, we're back on air. Okay, and we're back. Good. Okay. The uh, hey. the video call ended because of an error. So I don't oh. even know what we were saying. Uh, to recap. <laughs> Nobody cares about this thing. If if they want to play games, they're going to play it on their phone or something else. If they're oh right, about. that's unless yeah, like yeah. little kids have DSs and stuff still. But yeah, I got rid of mine. Even I had a programmer for it, so I could 
just put whatever I wanted on. And it's still, I would rather just have my phone. <laughs> like, that's how bad it's gotten, you know? Yeah. But. This is, I think this is only interesting because it's coming from NVIDIA, and the Tigra has made a name for itself in the mobile market. Um, like, it's, it's related Tigra to games. You have the Tigra Zone. Um, you have games that are optimized for that chip. Um, that's the only thing that makes it somewhat interesting or compelling. I, I'm kind of there with you that it doesn't. It's not interesting enough for me to want to drop any money on it. Um, but I'd be good for them for trying. About, Maybe it'll be a surprise hit. Another thing to think about: there are already Tegra Four tablets starting to come out. Um, Asus, trying to think who else. A couple other uh, companies out there have already announced Tegra Four tablets. And if you can just buy Tegra Four tablet for about the same price as this device, more people would rather have a, just a tablet that can do all that than yeah than that. So. And that's what we're seeing, uh, I think, Dead Trigger 2 is Tegra 4 coming out for yeah. that. And that I, I had the Transformer Prime for a while, and that was the Tegra 3. And I got way into like the Tegra Zone and all these games for it. And, I mean, now you kind of see ports if it's not a Tegra device. Like, I can play most of that stuff on my Nexus 10, even though it's not a Tegra device. But back then, like, yeah, if you wanted the real gaming stuff, like Shadowgun and, and all those games that were made for the Tegra, like, you had to have that or, or you couldn't play them. But now I don't think that holds as true. So, all right, app picks. Yeah. Uh, Eric, since you're on Skype, give us an app pick. I don't know why that matters. Why it's, Since you're on Skype, you get to go first. Because you make me open um, another program, that's why. How about because you bought oh. a Pixel, you get to go first? Thank you. Nice. Eric, Thank, because you I, bought I a Pixel, go first. So, it's funny that we were talking, uh, that Jeremy brought up the uh, Nintendo DS, because my app is called Pokey Creator, uh, and it has to do with Pokemon. Oh. And I picked this... I was just going through like the top paid apps and I found this. This is this is one of the coolest hacks that I think I've come across. Um, the idea here is that in in the later uh, generation Pokemon games, there was uh, Nintendo started getting into like this global trading system where you could trade you could trade Pokemon with somebody halfway across the world and you could do it all through the internet. So what this person did is they created an app that lets you pick which Pokemon you want, lets you set up all the different stats and the moves and the levels and everything like that, and you hit send it to my 3D, uh, send it to my 3DS or DS, and what it does is after you change like the DNS settings and stuff in your DS, um, and you try to connect to this global trading system, it intercepts that. And then sends you the Pokemon that you created on your phone. So it there's no more like, oh, I really want this guy, but it, you know, it's he's really hard to get, or this, that, and the other. No, you can just create it all, and it's legitimate. Uh, it's legitimate looking as far as Nintendo is concerned, um, because it's it's basically a bug where they're they're routing around Nintendo's little little system. Uh, I th- I thought it was amazing, and my mind was blown. When I saw it, and it's only ninety nine cents, um, I think there's even a free version. So, if you're if you're into that sort of thing, you should you should check it out because it's just neat to see it all work. And Eric, for ninety nine cents, you could have purchased a thousand <laughs> <laughs> to further show off my math skills. And I was also wanted to ask you: uh, Do you you're play totally Pokemon with all your other adult friends, or is this like a special just you thing, or what? It's a Can you play thing. Pokemon no, on your I... Pixel? <laughs> no. 
I, yeah, you could. I think there's emulators out there. Sure. Don't be and so mean to it's me. It's an emulator that runs in browser. Yeah, that's cool. I've Come on, you cool. guys have to admit this is this is like I know. somebody sat there for a long time and was like, okay, I'll set up a server. And they they were probably like analyzing the internet traffic that went to Nintendo. Like it's just the, the idea amount of cool. work that went into this is crazy. The amount yeah, of and they work didn't develop it on a pixel. The amount of work that went into Pokemon. I mean, like the tech side Pokemon? of that is cool, but it's it's Pokemon. I I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Whatever. Get out there. Well, I, I should have picked a Magic the Gathering app pick this week. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> for me and all my adults. You're so mean to me. I know, I, Eric. I love you, man. Uh, Jeremy, give us an app pick. For Hold adults. on, I'm looking to see if there's a Mr. Rogers app. <laughs> I have Thomas the the Train Engine app pick. Live wallpapers, love it. There does not appear to be a Mr. the Ro- Mr. Rogers the app, so I'm going to go with my original pick, which was Greenify, hmm. and I'll give credit where credit is due. Leo picked this on Twit. Uh, Sunday, last Sunday. Um, short version, it is a root-required better way of freezing slash hibernating slash all the other verbs that these apps have used over the years to keep... You know you know how if you go into your running processes on your phone and you look at all the stupid crap that's running in the background, you're like, hey, why does the weather app need to be running in the background when I have it closed and I told you to close 19 times? This is your way to force it to stay closed. Um, despite the fact that my phone is fairly new and I don't have a ton of stuff on it, it has been running like death. And Leo was like, hey, try this. It works. So I tried it. And you know what? Yes, it does work. It's a great app. It is available for free. It requires root. Um, everyone should have this on their phone. Does this legitimately work or is this placebo like we decided no, Cedar? No, this is legit. Okay, because we're playing around with Cedar and that kind of... I don't know how legit It just that. disables your battery gauge where it just always looks full. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I didn't even care about the battery life portion. Of it always it. says 70%. Just... <laughs> well, this is great. Um, oh, my phone's no, it, for me it was, it was performance that after a reboot, you know, within half a day it would get into this spot where it, my phone would just run like crap. You know, it would take minutes to unlock. And now it works like a normal phone again. Better than Watchdog? Did you ever mess with Watchdog? That would actually monitor processes and see what was Back spinning. in the day. Like, that was back when I had, like, my Droid Droid 2. Yeah. I still like it. I don't know. <laughs> Old habits. Like Pokemon? Kind of like Pokemon. I'm, I was a Pog man myself, but kind of like... Pogs. Thing. No. <laughs> my brother Pogs. was into that. I just missed it. I don't even know. My thing was like Ninja Turtles. I'm old. I'm like 32. Ninja Turtles is coming back, yo. Oh, don't even so tell me So excited. That. You know what Megan else Fox is coming is back? April O'Neil. Another trans. Wait, what? No, another Transformer <laughs> movie. Which, speaking of things that have destroyed my childhood. All right, uh, Nick. Yes. Give us. Although, uh, this is a pretty popular app. It's you know the Wi-Fi analyzer. Um, I've actually used this when I first moved into this house um, to uh, actually locate. I was having a lot of wireless issues, and actually it took me the longest time to actually start troubleshooting the wireless. I always thought it was an issue with the network card. But uh, this uh, Wi-Fi analyzer program, you know, it's, it's free. It's, it's extremely popular, so I realize a lot of people may already know about and use this. But I found out a lot of the people nearby were having automatically selected uh, channels by, you know, the, the little boxes that they bought, essentially. And they, instead of having a channel like 1, 6, or 11, they'd get channels in between. 
and I was able to, to use this program to uh, select a channel least uh, occupied by others, and I was able to clear up my wireless issues. So I was able to, to remain online. You're a so nicer particular program. You're a nicer neighbor than I am. I would just go to yeah. their routers and log in, and then change it all to yeah. one <laughs> channel. So I have this other side of the spectrum clean and open. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. That app is great. And yeah, if your Wi-Fi sucks, like turn that on and look and it'll usually tell you why that there's too much interference. Especially if you're in a big populated area. So. All right. Uh my app pick, the one and only Uno. They finally have it. I mean, it's been out for a while. I've actually had this installed for a while and I've I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to eventually. You guys all know how Uno works. Gameloft remade it and it's awesome. And you can play multiplayer, which is why I got it. So, Uno. Oh, Everyone loves Uno. And I do yep. as well. So, All right. Well, that's it. Eric, thanks for the, the Skype call, as always. Yes. Thank you. And uh, Jeremy, good to have you back here and there for an episode. Hey. Hey, um, it, was, it was a pleasure to be back with you guys. I know you're a busy man. Uh, we appreciate the hour. And uh, Nick, nice job. Thanks for uh, Thank you very much. hanging out. We'll, uh, I appreciate it. Join us next week if you're around. I'll be around. So, Thanks for not crying. They, yeah, he made it, right? I'm sp- Eric's the one that, that almost cried. I did the crying. You did so. see the crying. Eric, where can they email us at? Matt, they can email us at show at attackoftheandroids.com. Excellent. Find us on iTunes. Our site's attackoftheandroids.com, of course. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in next week. <laughs> It's attack of the androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.